My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mumbo rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Hi there. Happy Friday. Championship weekend. It's such an interesting week. And not a very pleasant one when it comes to thinking about and talking about the Bills the week after they lose and it's and it ends because it's the sort of like yesterday I was thinking about it between five and six we were taking calls and it's sort of like a, a random teeter-totter between what happened and what to do now like it's sort mm-hmm. of the, the, the game is still being analyzed the season and then also but what about you know this Mike Evans Right, like offensive coordinator interviews, um, interviews, sure, yeah. And I, th- I even said it at one point yesterday, like, okay, are we kind of done with the game? Um, and you know, just because it's a few days and we're into the future now, but today with it's Friday, all the hype about Kansas City, Baltimore, like everybody is tweeting about their projections, their predictions mm-hmm. for Kansas City, Baltimore. And it just feels very lonely. Like yeah, I feel that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yesterday I kind of was. Today I'm really not into who will be the you know the coaches and like Mike Evans. These I just I'm still in this year. I guess I'm saying mm-hmm. today I'm feeling like it's still this year. Yeah, I I was feeling that. I think I said that on Wednesday at the start of the show that I you know as the week is starting to percolate. Right, it's practice day, and so yeah. you're starting to see like this guy's expected to be able to work. This guy, whatever, all that. And it's another way that you can you can I mean you don't have to allow yourself uh, to do it but it just you feel bummed out that it ended the way it ended and um, yeah I definitely still feel that today uh, with with the games being on Sunday and it's Friday and it's you know it's football Friday and like we'd be you know this is a whole different oh. you know feel I mean last week at this time I think I'd already said they just have to win. They just have to win this game. They got to win, and you know, obviously they didn't. So they didn't have to, uh, I guess. You know, ultimately, because nothing other than us being sad happened. We'd be doing fifteen minutes at least on Mark Andrews right right away here. Right. Just, you know, if it were Bills and Ravens. Do you remember how you felt, what you did when the when the Chiefs played the Bengals in the AFC Championship the first time after thirteen yep. seconds? It's Cincinnati who I think really didn't get very much respect to that point. They beat a Tennessee team nobody liked. Bills fans were especially depressed about how they feel like the Bills would have been like a seven-point favorite or more against Cincinnati at home, AFC Championship. Like, were there people, I don't know if you remember anything about like that day, but were there people that just didn't couldn't watch Kansas City, Cincinnati? (laughs) I I, I don't know. I I do remember very specifically where I was, uh, well, uh, and where I well where I watched it, I was a lot of places. I was <laughs> on a train coming back from New York City, 
Uh, we had oh, gone, right, yeah, right. we had all this all this drama around the 13 Seconds game even because we had plans to go see the War on Drugs at Madison Square Garden in New York. And so, yeah, that that's this weekend. And the way it fell, that was the 3 o'clock game and we were on a train. Like, I think we hopped a train at like maybe 10 in the morning to come home. And luckily the Wi-Fi on the train was effective enough. So Owen and I watched the game on my iPad and it was just ending when we got to Depew. So mm. I was able to like, okay, everybody hurry up. I want to get home and watch the other game. And, you know, that worked out. So I watched the game from basically from Albany to Buffalo, I guess, is where, where I was watching the game. Do you remember who you wanted to have win? Did you want the Chiefs to lose? Because here, like this one, if Baltimore wins, the, you know, we're sick of the Chiefs. Every team that's losing to them is just enough, mm-hmm. right? And whether yeah. real or contrived, these structured, this hatred, whether it's Mahomes, Kelsey, all of it, you know, that people go through. So you would naturally, you already have built up negative energy toward them. Mm-hmm. But a Baltimore win is interesting for where the this yes. leaves the Bills. I've been thinking about this a lot today. And, in fact, I think uh, it might have been prompted by, I saw a poll I, I th- maybe did, did Sneaky Joe and Jer have a poll today about who you were rooting for maybe in the game? They might have. I, I saw a poll. I thought it was from our station, so I'm guessing it was them, but it could have been from anywhere. I don't know. Marty? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and it was like 91% Ravens. Really? And I, I, that got me thinking about it. And look, I know the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I even said last week, like I have, I have a hard time hating them you know like Mahomes is so good um and and Reed is very likable I don't really like Kelsey very much at all in fact he annoys me but the the Chiefs don't I don't know it just doesn't register um that's why when Eric Wood brought up that Mahomes was a jerk to Allen on the field after the regular season I'm like good I need that I need I need some I need fuel here because I have trouble generating my own disdain for them um but you know, I recognize like they're the they're the immovable object on you know in the way of the Bills' progress, and that's frustrating. I think like I don't know where where you were gonna go. I've jumped in here on you, but I don't think I want Lamar and the Ravens to beat him and them before you do. Before I do, <laughs> like I, I would rather they continue to look like they're above everyone else in the conference until we beat them. I, because Burrow's already done it, right? And that's, you know, that that's there. And he's sort of the forgotten man in all this because he got hurt this year and the Bengals, you know, disappeared eventually. They hung around a little longer than I, I might have liked, but nonetheless. Um, it's like Burrow's already got him. And if Lamar gets him, then, like, Allen is among the guys that are considered, I think, on the top tier in the conference. Allen's the odd man out. Like, he's the guy that hasn't been you know hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl and he hasn't beaten Mahomes in the playoffs and Lamar and Burrow have we'll see about all the other guys that are coming Herbert with Harbaugh now and whatever I, I I would rather the Chiefs keep going and next year I get out my big baseball bat again and take a swing at the pinata um so I I think I'm <clears throat> rooting for the Chiefs here in this game just because of that I I, I don't want to live with you know, 
Allen's so flawed, he can't do it, and Lamar did, and Burrow did, like, that's just going to piss me off all winter. The thing about Allen in this is it is very hard and therefore, like, uncommon for him to really take blame for it. I mean, I guess he would deserve some. He's not without responsibility for these three losses in the playoffs to Kansas City, Mm -hmm. but... It's not Peyton Manning going to Foxborough and scoring, a th- losing 20 to 3. And throwing it to Ty Law three times. Yeah. It's right. like not, it's, it's, it's a really tough standard. You know, I mean, Allen had a fine game against Kansas City. Not huge, but you've got drops and they couldn't stop the Chiefs. And that's ultimately been true all three of those games. So not many people are going to put it on Allen. Um, we'll see what happens with Jackson because there's still something to prove. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. probably two MVPs and he's a phenomenon in the sport, but this is new territory and it's Kansas city. Like Mm -hmm. he's got a job to do here. The pressure is really on. Yeah. So I don't know, like it could be, we, we sort of took a break from, and this sort of stuff kind of bothers me anyway, because it's so superficial, but we kind of, we took a break from the, the Lamar Jackson, Ravens playoff history story because of the second half, really only, of that game last right. week. First half, it was full on. <laughs> <laughs> against the Texans, who were brand new here. I mean, just crashed the party, and they could not move the ball. I mean, their offense scored three points in that game. You'd better win going away like the Ravens did mm-hmm. here. So very different test. But it will be interesting. I've sort of beaten around the bush a couple times this week on like sort of trying to trying to find the point with this, talking to Joe Ostrowski and maybe maybe Ross Tucker, like how the the perception of the Bills in this era of the AFC will may be affected by yeah. who wins this game. Yeah, and and you know like, I, that doesn't have well doesn't have to. I think it almost definitely won't mean anything uh, to like you know what they'll be like next year and their chances next year. But it, it it's just it's the conversation, and we're in the conversation business. Um, so I don't know. It, it feels maybe a little silly to be protective of that uh, from a Bills perspective and Allen maybe specifically, but that's that's all I've really got left. You know what I mean? Like other, you know, if I, if I'm trying to think about what's best for me or the Bills or Josh Allen, I don't think Lamar Jackson beating Mahomes helps. So, but. And I'm I'm conflicted about it because, like you, like I've rooted for Lamar Jackson because of all the you know the nonsense that surrounded him you know before the draft, switched to wide receiver or whatever the heck Bill Polian said. And all, just That's the, what he said. Just the nonsense, right? Uh, I couldn't remember for sure it was receiver or tight end, but good, okay. Yeah. Um, so like Jackson and I loved him in college. I loved him as an idea for the Bills, but I almost before the draft process even started sort of they're not getting rid of Tyrod Taylor and drafting the running quarterback right now this is not going to happen it turns out they got like the second best running quarterback <laughs> maybe in league history uh, instead uh so you know <laughs> just say what you will but um i just couldn't see them g- going to lamar but i loved him as a prospect and want to root for him but i think in this spot I, I can't I can't get there. I, I I don't I don't want another one of these rock star quarterbacks to take Mahomes down in the playoffs. I want it to be our guy. And I gotta wait till next year to do that. Eight oh three oh five fifty if you want in. Just you know, thinking about this season and really I wanna say like the the last five. Because 
there's analyzing how the Bills lost on Sunday. There's the point that gets made about how, well, you know, they they got they got in trouble. They almost sealed their own fate. Not not exactly, but they almost sealed their own fate by losing by going six and six. You know, like just having to strain so hard to win every game down the stretch. You know, takes its toll versus teams that are resting guys or have bye weeks. You know, there there is that point. So it's the game itself, it's the season, and then it's also how five years have gone by where the Bills have been among the best teams in the NFL and they just have so little to show for it that that just compounds the the frustration and the, the, the sadness about it. Like you've had not one chance at it, but really four, if not five. Last five years... Really, so you're counting like 19. I don't. I, I've I've always like 20. It changed to me, but okay. I mean, they were in the playoffs in 19, and they had a they had a big lead on the road for what it's worth. But yeah, I know it was definitely they were not a, a Super Bowl contender yet, right? But if I for this you know little stat mm-hmm. package I put together, I I did count 2019. They won 10. Yeah, right. Were they 10 and six that year? I think they were. But whatever they were. In the last five years, the Bills are second in the league in wins. Kansas City is first. Mm-hmm. They have five more wins than the Bills, actually. It's a pretty good margin. But regular, they're 58 and 24. This was the first year in the playoffs the Bills were seated ahead of Kansas City, right? Right, yeah, because they, they've had to go there Definitely. or they would have had to go there if they made it. So, yeah, right. Yes. So, 58 and 24. Like, you could almost name... All of their losses in the last five years, you know, because it's just, that's no. that's 70%. It's hard to win games in this league, I've been told. Yeah. 70% win rate over five years. First, fourth in points scored, right? But first in points allowed. The Bills have allowed the fewest points in the league over the last five years. They are first in point differential in the league, kind of by a lot. Baltimore is second, actually. Over the last five years, that 2019 season was a big Raven season. So again, I'm including that, but just because I want to. Sure. I mean, that's five. It's a run of five years. You've been in the playoffs five years in a row. You've won double digit games five years in a row. It's four division titles. And just there is no hardware. There's not even a Super Bowl appearance and that. I don't know. Like, what is there left to say about that? It. I'm only saying by this. This point is only. That it's just like that's why this is more upsetting. Um, if you you know you might you don't have to think it is. It's it's the collection. It's the 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 five years total or four whatever you want to do, where you've really had a chance at it yeah. and didn't get it, and you wonder how many more chances do you get. I do not think any sort of door is closed on them. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it's just another year where you didn't win. Another year where Allen stayed entirely healthy through the whole year. I mean, I, we just mentioned the Bengals, and like you know, that happens. You know, it's a it's a, it's a collision sport. Like even even Tom Brady missed an entire season uh, with an injury. So like you, you've you've managed to have the guy healthy through all of that, relatively speaking. I mean, he's had you know things that I think affected him and affected his play, but he's he has started every one of these games and he's been there and like. To not have capitalized on that even, because you know who knows? Like we're gonna we're gonna get to another. There's probably a year out there somewhere within the next five years where everything looks great, but oh, you know, like it's, just, it, it's football. So uh, I'm just making the point that you know you've had good fortune 
there, and you haven't been able to capitalize entirely on them. You've got an excellent record and an excellent point differential, and you've been to the playoffs, and you've been exciting us, but you just haven't you just haven't gotten there. Right. Were they good enough this year to win it all? I mean, I guess you have to say yes because they were in position to do it. I feel like if they had made it through the Chiefs, maybe, and I don't know what the timeline on any of those injured people were, but Bernard specifically was close to playing against the Chiefs, so I I guess maybe we would have spent all week this week crossing our fingers and toes hoping Bernard could play in this game. I think they would have gotten some guys back, and specifically him, and that would have meant a lot. Maybe. 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 They talked about how his ankle popped out. Right? Like, that was his injury? Was he really... I still... I, I mean, guess I didn't ever... I never thought he was going to play this, he was... the game against the Chiefs yeah, either. But if he... Like, they worked him out and he yeah. felt like he was close, that just... I think you can... You could have hoped more realistically that he could have played this week. All I'm saying is, yeah, I, yeah, I think they were. Um, you know, San Francisco looks like a machine, mostly... But look what Green Bay, like Green Bay, I mean, Ross said it plainly. You've said, like, they probably should have won that game. So it's not that the 49ers are bulletproof. No one is on any day. So get there, man. Uh, yeah, I think I, I did believe, like you, you said yesterday with Joe, I think that, you know, you never gave up on them, but you also didn't think they could win it all. I, that's right. And I, 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 my mind was open to that. Uh, they could, They could get there. And I, you know, I know all the guys they lost. You'd much rather you'd have a much better chance with Milano and Trey White and everybody. But I mean, they they were getting by. Um, they just got, I think, too many more injuries on top of those other earlier key injuries. I don't, I, I don't know if you would agree that this sort of lines up with who they've been year to year. But going going back only four years now, twenty twenty, that's the year where I thought I'd come closest to they should win it. The first year is the year where I would say more than the other three, the last three, that they should win it. It baffled me that they got beat like they did in Kansas City in the in the AFC Championship. Big plays, really just Kansas City knife through butter in that game. And the Bills kicked a couple short field goals and just didn't have it. Like They were up 9 nothing. I expected them to win that game, and the game was going on, and I thought they were. I thought they were going to. 21, 13 seconds, and the last two years as well, um, well, they're all different, but when I thought they should beat Kansas City in 13 seconds is when they took the lead with 13 seconds left, or even the touchdown before. Like, okay, you're going to do it. This is amazing, but I really don't remember expecting them to win that game. Um, again, people would have different <laughs> opinions about that or yeah. how they remember Same. it. Same, like I, I, it was such a such a swing, such swings of emotion that that day. Um, I know they scored with 13 seconds left. I mentioned this trip we were taking to New York. I wasn't going to have time if the Bills were in that game at three o'clock on Championship Sunday to take the train back. So what I said to my Gabe Davis catches that touchdown. There's 13 seconds left. I turned to her and said, "Book me a flight." Because that was our plan. We didn't want to cancel the trip. We'd been through a lot as a family. Owen had just quit hockey, and or at least was taking time off. We didn't know he was going to quit for sure. Anyway, it was an emotional time. Like this trip to New York was to you know get us a good time together. So 
I, I, I got to go. I got to do this. So I'll fly back, you know, 10 in the morning or something on uh, on Sunday so I can get back. I set book a flight and then the kick went through the end zone and I'm like, oh, no. Like, like that was the like, – so however long it took from that touchdown to the kickoff, I'm like, they got – I wasn't even thinking about Kansas City mounting a drive and tying the game. And then, oh, they're starting at their 25. Uh, and they're still the, all the time. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, whatever. Here we are. I guess probably injuries are a part of it, but you really can't control that. Part of why I think – well, I've said it a lot. I mean, why this year I was really, I guess, maybe relatively less optimistic for them, even with home field, was their style of offense. That was really what it was about. Like, I just, the way they played in 2020 with Dable, and then the next year just pedaled down, you know? Just like that, this is this is a, this is a championship caliber offense, and your defense kind of has always been pretty good, if not very good, this whole time. Never really a problem until you maybe got to this this right. last game and you had right. half your guys out but yeah like it's just it's just still pretty this one's still pretty fresh and we've been spending most of the week trying to put it into perspective and try to figure out if here we are again is there something that they need to change whether of course Sean McDermott is the where you start uh, and we're already past that that's already like that's not happening. We've already sort of gotten past that, you know, just like in a day. There he is given the mm-hmm. the press conference, so there really isn't that topic or anything. Um yeah, it's just it's a, it's a long you know this already, but it's a long run of incredible success. Like the not only 70% win rate, but in 3 years you have one bad loss. One loss that was not close in three seasons. The Colt game is still the one. Like every other loss was one score. And and that's just incredible. I mean, the Chiefs probably don't even have that. And just I guess this is all, and I really don't like this the how this question will sound, but I guess this is all how bad is how bad is it that you've had this team for this long and have no even Super Bowl appearances? Or just one championship. Like, how bad a job is that? Because it just like it's hard for me to call it failure mm-hmm. because of how it's one game, it's right. one kick, it's one moment in these games, and just for all to come down to that, I think it's too easy to overreact to those things. And say you know? you've got some fundamental flaw that's keeping you from doing it. But this is how I was last year. And the year before that, and each year, it's sort of the backlash is louder. It's like, well, Mike, I mean, sure, well, people, what, what are, what are we going to do ever then? Because every, I think the you know, the way the way we're talking here, I think is how most people and even myself do it. Like it's cumulative, and but it really isn't. Like next year's another year, and they're going to have to do all the, you know, a lot of different things, and it's a different lift and a heavier lift than it's been other off seasons. But if if they'd been to the championship game against the Bengals or even the Super Bowl, I don't, did they learn enough about how it feels to be better last Sunday against Kansas City or something? Like, I don't know. It, it's, not a, it's not all continuous. 
Um, but it feels like it is for us because the result is always the same. It's disappointment and heartbreak. And so someone please make that stop because I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I want to go through the process of building myself up again all winter and into the spring and like, Oh, we drafting all I like this guy. Okay. All right. I, and like, here comes the season and you're all, you know, full of life and can't wait for it. And then, you know, January, it just gets harder to do all that. We all still do it. These are just words. I don't even know what they're worth because as fatigued as you get, I mean, that's sports. You know, you just, you, 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 you feel pain, emotional uh, dejection, and then you get up. You know, I'm not going to just lie in this for six months. I mean, that'd be stupid. Um, But, you know, it's scar tissue. It's all there. Um, And it makes it hard to separate, you know, what is good that they've done. Because they've done so so, – they've been great for four years at least. If not five, you know, like I was nitpicking you there on including 19. Cause like to me, they weren't, I didn't think anything about them being a Super Bowl winner, um, in 19, 20 was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This looks like real tomato ketchup, Eddie. 803-0550 for your thoughts, putting it into, or trying to, into some perspective. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. It is now official. Mark Andrews, the all-pro Pro Bowl tight end, one of the best players at his position in the NFL, who has not played for several months for the Baltimore Ravens, has been activated off injured reserve. We thought there was a chance last week. The target was always the AFC title game. The Ravens just needed to do their part and get there. Andrews has been diligently, diligently recovering, doing his rehab, doing everything he can, pushing, pushing, ahead of schedule just to be on the field at full strength for this week. Ian Rappaport, well, there's a first. A player ahead of schedule putting in the work to get on the field. (laughs) You never hear about that, but good for him and the Ravens, who are the favorite Sunday at three against the Chiefs. They were really hopeful that he was going to be able to get back on the field for this game, but he honestly, he's just been drinking for three days straight and i i don't know just to kill the pain of the injury and that's not a good formula back to you in the studio <laughs> right he literally will not come in to do any of the rehab we're, we're not sure what uh, is going on with him 803 uh putting the season and the last four or five into perspective here um that's where we started i don't know i guess we just have a taste for the macabre <laughs> Here, we could talk Sabres. Here is Devin with us. Hi, Devin. Jesus, no. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, good afternoon here. Um, I just listened to the show, and, uh, you know, I, I just want to touch on some things that, that you guys have brought up, right? Um, you, you know, Sean McDermott and his uh, end-of-season presser, openly, you know, openly talks about in 2020 how, you know, one team was clearly much better. They clearly weren't ready to play Kansas City in that AFC championship game. I mean, they were three-point underdogs, right? I mean, Vegas had him as, as a three-point underdog. And, um, you know, the, the way that he coached that game, to me, you know, it, it was – to me it was pretty clear that, uh, you know, he might have been one of the only people that thought they didn't have a chance to win, right? I mean, Shelf, you, you're just talking how, you know, you expected them to win that game and, you know, he's he's kicking field goals on short – on uh, you know, short fourth down attempts. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, he he coached that game scared, and then 
you know, the next year you have 13 seconds, which is, you know, a, a debacle that is, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're all aware of that. But, um, you know, in you get to last year, the, you know, the DeMar Hamlin incident, team wasn't ready to play in the divisional round. Um, and then, you know, this year in a, in a late game situation, uh, you know, I think that you, you guys just sort of spoke about it all week that, you know, the one thing Kansas City probably warning was a first down and it's past the end zone, past the end zone and, and the season's over. So, you know, to me, it's like in, in these big games, uh, I, I, I think the coach has come up short going all the way back to 2020. Um, and, and I guess I just sort of like to hear, you know, your guys' thoughts on that and sort of where do we go from here and, like, what, what gets his seat hot? Because to your point, this is, a, this is a historically excellent regular season team, and, I, you know, I think they've had a lot of premature exits the last uh, four or five years. Here. That right so there – Thanks, Devin. That right there is at the crux of it and like premature, the word premature that you laid out all the evidence. And we've, of course, talked about all this countless times with Mahomes on the other team that beat you three of these four games. You can only be so hard on him, right? Because Mahomes is talked about. I'm not saying this is wrong. By putting it this way, he has talked about like somebody that's just too good for the game. And so, sure, you could have won Sunday. I mean, at least tied it. Then what? I don't know. Maybe he beats you anyway. Like, sure, you could have won and should have won two years ago. Only, like, as badly as the Bills botched that, you still have to kind of be him and them to pull that off. Right? Like, that's debatable. Just, you know, they scored 42 points in the game, the Chiefs. They went right down the field in overtime and scored the touchdown to end it. You People are only going to go so far whacking away at the Bills because of how good Kansas City has been, how good Mahomes is. And that's another another way of describing, like, how what happens Sunday will help to shape that. Because if he beats the Ravens, right. who had an amazing year. The Bills did not have an amazing year. Jackson's going to be the most valuable player. If they win there, then you sort of, you know what, you tip your cap? I don't know. Like, I think so. Is is it premature that the Bills have not gotten past Kansas City? Is it really? I, I think Sunday, this Sunday, Ravens-Chiefs does a lot to determine that conversation and how we all feel about that. Like, you know, again, there'll be not everyone will be the same, but I, I I would bet the the large collective opinion, even nationally would be like, Mahomes is just too good. And he just, he just took down Allen and, and, and Jackson in back-to-back weeks on the road to get to another Super Bowl. I mean, who's beating this guy and, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in a way that protects Allen and protects McDermott and protects the Bills from, you know, getting more criticism than they've already gotten. And I guess ultimately uh, that's where I come down. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm shielding. I don't want to shield them from from more. In part because as much as we're all going to yell about it, or, or, or fans want to yell about it, and, and we'll be, you know, dealing with that. It's not going to amount to anything. No, no, but... <laughs> I don't think. I, I, this pushes me toward wanting Baltimore to win, though, actually, because 
I do think like the callers' points and their points we've made many many times are have they have merit, right? So sure. plus Cincinnati exists. They they did it right in Kansas City, and these are all super close games, but they did it. That's what it, it's about. And so it's not like he's never lost. Let's go to Tom next. Hi, Tom. Hi. Um, I think the picture is becoming clearer and clearer every year as we go on. As we're moving forward, the pic- the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle are, are, are coming together now. And now we're beginning to see what's really there, uh, little by little. Okay, now we have McDermott. Now, he's a great coach. I love the guy. I think he's great. I just think he needs to be hands off the offense. Hands off the offense. Leave it to an offensive coordinator who is established in the NFL and can get the offense um, percolating to a a point of where there's no reason. We should have won that game against Kansas City, okay? It's a lack of discipline on the offense. I would also like to see what the rating of the offensive line, you know, as far as we say, you know, we got uh, Kansas City, what is, you know, how you rate the offensive players uh, as far as the offensive line goes. Basically, hand it off to an offensive coordinator. McDermott had his hands in it with the offense and the defense. He's a great defensive coach. And I think that's where the problem is right there. Okay, well, you know, maybe, uh, Tom, and we'll see what happens here because they are going to pursue other candidates, um, including Joe Brady. I mean, he could still end up getting the – Thad Lewis today is the report, former Bills quarterback for OC. I mean, I I would – time goes along and your sort of – your guesses at this stuff can move. You know, the Bills turn into this – Pass crazy team under Brian Dable, and you and I would stop every once in a while and be like, "You think McDermott's in on this? Like, is he <laughs> does he like their offense? Or you know, now he's this week he's talking. I've always been throw to win, guys. Like, don't you know? I mean, that's hard to take. So um, yeah, I mean, I generally think the same way. I mean, you start, we, we've we've talked all this out, and Lee's call earlier this week is kind of where I, I, I end up. You know, he's like, well, obviously the problem is McDermott. If you think, you know, all these different moments could have been different or they're too conservative, all this. And, you know, but what are we going to do about that? Like, we're going to keep McDermott. Um, Maybe Tom is exactly, especially since he's staying as head coach, um, prescient, you know. Mm -hmm. Get somebody, maybe looking back, this is what Dable really was, that sort of autonomy. So, um, what's Eric Bieniemy doing? You know, uh, I'll find out. Let me just give him a quick call. Right, right. he was in Washington. I'm assuming he's out of a job when Rivera got fired. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. Like, is 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 that a name worth considering? Like, if the, if you know, I, I'm not saying that's the that's the fix, but that's about as close as I think you can get currently to what the caller is describing. Like, that's that's a long resume and. Well, I think a lot of people in the sport will tell you it's a it's a grave injustice. He's never he hasn't gotten his shot, but it hasn't come, and so like I don't know, for him maybe would it be appealing to him to be the guy that comes to Buffalo that finally helps them get over the top? 
that could be really good for him. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a way for him to finally climb the final rung of the ladder. Um, but I have no idea if there's any kind of relationship there or how good an idea it is. It's just a name who's had success, you know, riding in a sidecar with Andy Reed mostly. So there's that, you know, um, but just a thought like that's a, that's the biggest name I can think of offensive coordinator wise that that might be available anyways. It's a fun idea for, you know, discussion. Yeah. The bills turn to Kansas city's offensive coordinator to try to beat Kansas city. Right. You know, take, it would take, um, it's nervy. It would, it would take some humility mm-hmm. to do that. Like, cause it would sort of be you're surrendering a little bit. If you turn to, if you go, if you hire Eric B but so what? Right? Mm-hmm. Don't have to think of it that way. You don't have to care about that. Do what's best. If that's best. That's really what it comes down to. What is best? Jerry is next. Hi, Jerry. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we got you, man. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if I could say a few things. Uh, you know, I haven't called in a long time. I'm 42 years old. And... This is just over-traumatized since I've been a little kid sitting through four Super Bowl losses, you know, going through puberty. Uh, I felt like the guy that was crying, like a grown man crying, covering himself with the beanie over his head that the, you know, CBS took the shot of. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to we didn't live on the sword and we didn't die on the sword. And I know you guys touched on it a lot in many ways, but... I feel like a lot of us were not emphasizing. There's like five to eight throws that were left out there by overrunning the ball that should have, you know, should have been throws. And, um, you know, I'd rather go down with big plays and two picks or, you know, big plays and a win than playing all this safe ball, you know. Joe Marino on Locked on Bills touched on it uh, pretty good uh, a couple days ago about Diggs. If he's a great number one receiver, you know, you throw more into tight coverage, you know. Yeah, maybe you're going to lose some, but he's got to beat Snead more, you know. If he's a great number one, then he's got to show us more, you know. Well, the Bills kind of gave up a little bit when it came to Diggs and their passing game, and they got through – the end of their season accordingly, but um, ultimately... When they needed it, they could not find it again. As soon as KC took away Cook you know, and the running game, the Bills just did not really have an effective pivot. And that's, that is very tough to take with a quarterback of this caliber and Diggs. Say what you want about however diminished he is at this point. Certainly his stats are, uh, but that they could not find their way uh, is it's tough to take. Yeah, I think I would say for myself, like this year, we'd gotten used to Diggs putting up pretty quiet numbers. So when it happened in the game Sunday, it's like not that big a surprise. When he went quiet in, well, 13 seconds, sort of Davis went off. So you really maybe, you still got your numbers from your wide receivers. But Diggs had a quiet game that game last year against the Bengals. It was decent the the first year they lost at the Chiefs. Um, But yeah, this year it isn't really that big a story that, he didn't put bigger numbers up against the Chiefs. And he could have. One play. He turns three what, three for 21, What was it? He turned whatever he had into four for 71 or 101 on that, that drop. Right, That that's an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, that would 
make the stats look a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Thanks, Jerry. Connor Rogers, NBC Sports, coming up at the top of the hour. Calls all day. If you got, if you've got them, we're here for it. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Mike Shope and the Bulldog will talk Bills, AFC Championship, and more with Connor Rogers of NBC and Sportsnet New York coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, even less. Let's go to Chuck here. Hi, Chuck. Hey, good afternoon, gents. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Excellent. Listen, I, I, I don't want to go on and on, and I think we all agree the ship has sailed on McDermott, but I have a theory, and I've been sharing it with my family for six weeks. The blessing would have been missing the playoffs or losing to the Steelers. I think we had two shots, and the Pagulas would have acted on McDermott, and I think Bill Belichick could be here. And in 365 days from now, we're having a very different conversation. I'd be curious what you guys think of my theory. What does your family think? How many people have you had to find to talk about this with to get somebody to sort of, you know what, I too wish the Bills had lost, you know, earlier. You know, none of us want want a loss. But, you know, earlier we were talking about how do you measure success, and we got all kinds of stats, first in this. Well, you can't say none of us wants a loss after you just said you wanted them to lose. Listen, my preference, my preference, and I think I've got most of my family to agree now that, you know, the ship has sailed and, and uh, we're again having the same conversation we seem to have every year at this time of year. They actually agree. Bill Belichick would take this team with this talent to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, uh, I I just would I would want to quit the Bills as, as a fan if they hired Belichick. I just wouldn't want any part of him. I mean, just like how how bent over, how much more bent over can you be than doing that? Like, just have some pride. Yeah. No thanks. But you convinced your your family. I mean, I, I guess that's maybe, what you're saying. You convinced maybe, them. Maybe they just agreed to get them to stop talking. I, I mean, I don't know. Is there any beer in I, here? I've been, con- I've been talking to my family about this for weeks. I wish the Bills would have lost and missed the playoffs. And then I said, what? I said, you mean... You found people who, like you, wanted them to lose, and he said, no, 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 I didn't want them to lose. I mean, ask yourself the argument next time first. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck wants to make a sacrifice ask, for the greater good. Ask yourself <clears throat> first. Yeah, no, pass. Uh, thanks for the call, though. Uh, Gabe is next. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Mike. Uh, so I kind of agree with the previous caller a little bit, but I feel like you flesh it out. It would make a little bit more sense. But – uh. I really want to focus on the fact that it's an organizational problem top down from the Pagulas down to McDermott that we have like a Shohei Otani type freaking nature quarterback. And the fact that we use all our draft capital on defense is, I think that's fireable right there alone. And I don't know, McDermott's a choke artist. Well, I mean, they 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 have used less draft capital on defense, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Their this year, they drafted picks their were... offense with the first two picks. You know, it's one thing to say we always have the same conversations, but there are ways where it needs to be updated. I would say that that's one mm-hmm. of them. Who they've drafted? I mean, it's still a ways off, and they'll have needs plural. But 
wide receiver is screaming out now with Davis probably leaving and Diggs getting older. It's screaming out now. They, Kincaid is a little bit cute. You know, that was a little bit cute. Well, he, he's the best pass catcher. You know, that's what we're going for. And we'll just sort of redesign our offense around a rookie tight end. I mean, that's a bold uh, approach. And he, he did fine. You're glad to have Kincaid, but the, I would the, say. But it does not erase the need for receiver. In fact, it, it's, it's more pronounced than it was last year. And the case to be made, a part of it was Diggs' age. Um, it's not to say like I knew he'd fall off a cliff after week six of this year, but a big part of my like my cabin on uh, on the wide receiver train, uh, my car was I need a guy to groom to take over for him because this is not going to last forever. And Davis is about to become a free agent, so like I'm going to be left with you know what kind of kind of a scrappy bunch here without a new guy. So they went Kincaid, and the draft may have had almost everything to do with that, the way it fell, anyway, because they they were sitting there maybe thinking our guy's going to be there if they had one of those receivers that they liked, and then bing, 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 like four picks out of five or whatever it was, there go the receivers, and you're left with, you know, okay, let's do this other thing. Uh, they definitely – it, it, I'm just going to say it over and over again all through the winter into the spring. I, I'm going to be stunned if they don't go receiver, maybe even two out of their first three picks. Uh, but I, I, I think definitely a premium asset, day one, n- needs to be heavily considered. Was that train from New York, the wide receiver train? Is that Did you actually get that train? On the... I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that was that train. It wasn't so fast? Yeah, no. It was a long, it's a long, it's a long ride. It would have been fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Connor Rogers joins us next. Mike Shope in the Bulldog, WGR.